Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Culture Podcast, episode eight. It's your boy Drew on uh, Instagram. What would Drew do? And I got a very special guest for y'all today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. What's going on, good people? This is Thomas Lucas. For those of you who are familiar with that name, Money Making Mitch on Instagram. What's going on, Drew? Chilling, man. Chilling. I'm so glad you could join me today, man, on my pod. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. You've been doing real good with it. So when you reached out to me and asked me to be a part, I was was pretty excited. Yeah, man. As we once again, y'all, the After Culture podcast, we're the litmus test for the culture, you know. Uh, we're here to motivate, educate, and basically run a fine-tooth comb on everything and say if it's bullshit, we're going to say F it. And if it's real, we're going to say we're for it, you know, because that's what we're here to do. Yeah, man. Uh, how you been? What's going on with you? I've been good, man. I've been good. I've made some some wild changes in my life. Uh, I see that. I see you on the ground shining, baby. Yeah, I'm still on the come up, though. You know what I'm saying? We still on the come up, still making things, trying to make things happen. Um, I, I just uh, I just hopped into the film lane of business, and as well as, as well as the music lane, producing and right. things like that. And uh, you know, of course, you know, for those of you who don't know, I well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to give them too much too yet. Yeah, we're gonna start off real my slow. Back, I tell you, my whole goddamn <laughs> right <life> now, my <laughs> nigga. Right, my nigga. Hold on, hold on. I want to start off slow. Uh, we met, we met in college. We had USC Pembroke, and and even then, I know you was always trying to see what the next move was. Yeah, I've always been a hustler, man, a, a grinder. Um, you know, uh, even from college, it, that kind of like um, when you met me, I, I I just had figured out that I wanted to do club promotions and make money that way. So my pockets were empty, so yeah. Right. Right. Well, well, here, here on After Culture, man, I usually, I, I usually end with some motivational words. Before we start, I want to motivate some people because I saw something at work the other day, and I thought it was just the most silliest thing ever. Right? There's a guy that, in great shape, you know, I work out definitely probably uh, two, three times a week, not as much as I should or as much as I used to. Okay. But my man, my man works out every day, right? Rip, big dude, right? Right. But one of the laziest people at my job, and I just, I couldn't understand. And then I thought about it, like, and this is how my brain works, like, the big scheme of it. Right. And that's, like, that's like what people are doing, basically. Some people are amazing at saving money, but they're lazy when it comes to eating the right food. Uh, people can do anything else, but when it comes to doing, like, the right things, they can't do it. And I, so my words to everybody out there is just keep the same energy in what, in what you do mentally. You know, if you have discipline when it comes to cleaning your house every Saturday, have discipline when it comes to taking care of your body. Uh, if you have discipline when it comes to working out, have discipline when it comes to, you know, taking care of the, the ones that you love and calling your mom, maybe, you know, because uh, nobody wants that, that person that got the one trick pony, you know, have that triple double where you can do it all. I agree, man. I think that's great advice. And, you know, if, if you don't mind, I'll piggyback off that to say, you know, I think that really just comes with, you know, people, um, People just got to not be doing shit they really don't give a fuck about. You know, like, don't be going to the gym if you're really not trying to go hard. I'm saying don't have a nine to five if you're really not trying to go hard with that nine to five. So, you know, yeah, the, the whole mindset should, um, you know, uh, be attached to 100 percent with with whatever you have going on. Right, right, right. So one uh, one segment I have on here always is my buzzwords. Right. And it's just things that irk my nerves, things I see on social media that I just can't stand, right? And uh, one that, boy, I really got, like, emotional about this, like, because I feel like it's, I feel like it really 
pissed me off, yo. This dude phase on love. I know that's not a buzzword, but he's a buzzword <laughs> today, man. You know what I'm talking about, Big Worm? Yes, I do. Yeah, you seen the you seen the uh, the articles lately about him? Yeah, I did, man. He's on some sucker shit right now, dog. Right, and, and it's like, bro, you're not even like that. You're you're known for one thing. You're known for Big Worm, right? Like, I mean, honestly, I, I forgot about him. <laughs> right. That's true, bro. Like, I don't even understand why. Like, who told you you were allowed to say Dave Chappelle wasn't funny? Because you, because one time in 1992, you went after Bernie Mac. Oh, okay. So now you're a part of an elite club. All right, cool, man. Get out of here, man. He talking about uh, white people made Dave Chappelle funny. I don't believe that because I mean, white people are the, are, are a part of the you know, America, so I guess they did. But you're just not that funny. I never seen a stand up you've ever done. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, get out of here. Well, you know, I think I think what happens is, man, like, you know, certain people, they fall short in life, you know, uh, or, or they feel as though they have fallen short and they, they begin to look at the people that, uh, you know, are or, or have accomplished what they were hoping to accomplish. And, you know, that that's when they get the throwing salt. And that's like the, the beginning of a hater. Exactly. And I, I don't like to use the hater word. Cause sometimes, I mean, it's just fine if you don't like somebody or if you don't think something's good. But he just he's just going on these different radio shows. He's not attaching it to anything. It's just like he's not funny. That nigga ain't funny. Like what? Yeah, he's campaigning against that man. Right. It's ridiculous. He's at me and never say Chappelle show. The first season wasn't funny. And I'm like, what? Yeah, like that, get out of here, man. Yeah, it was hilarious. Right. The Mad Real World. Remember when they had all black people, one white dude? Uh, the R. Kelly joint. It's like, come on, don't play with me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't even think we should spend any more time talking about him. Agreed, agreed, man. <laughs> this you is what he's looking for. <laughs> right, he wants people to talk about him, but it's all good, man. Uh, so what I've been doing lately in my ne- this series that I the reason I reached out to you, man, is because I wanted to talk to people that were that were like me that were saying what what can I do, and that's really not in the non traditional realm of like, all right, let's go get a ninety five and let's go just you know grind out this next thirty years and retire. And the people that were saying, you know what, I want something more for me. I want to try something different. And uh, I know I definitely, because I know you, know that's that's who you are. But what made you say that? And uh, if you want to start at the beginning, their college years, what what made you kind of just say, you know what, it's not going to be, I'm not going to give up? Well, you know, um, uh, of course, throughout college, you know, I, I was the party man. I threw all the parties mm-hmm. and made money that way. Um, but it wasn't at that point that I, I told myself I wasn't going to work a job or have a boss or, or anything like that. That came like maybe two years or a year after college. I was working at um, AT&T in North Carolina. And, um, you know, it was just one day it hit me. It was like, yo, like, I'm not trying to sell these fucking plans no more. You know, what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm not trying to sell these iPhones. I'm not trying to, you know, make the company rich. They was fucking with my commission checks and all of this shit. And I'm just like, man, like, and, you know, I come from a family, a mother and father, you know, they, they work jobs. They, they're still working the jobs they were working when I was born. And, you know, so that that's the culture I come from. But, you know, I have a mind, right. of course. And, you know, it's really that it was at that point that I told myself, like, look, man, like if you want more out of life and you want to travel, and you want to be able to buy whatever it is that you want to buy and so on. You know, you got to leave this situation. And then I, you know, I took the club business to another level in North Carolina. And it was at that point, basically, that, you know, I decided that's, you know, I had to go down a different path. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, 
Now, with the club thing, I know we we used to do a couple parties together, and I mean, I yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was we had good times. We had some good times. We made some. We had a couple good parties. I remember that I made some money. That's cool. and uh, what I always wondered: what made you say? And I I can only speak to my experience with you. Uh, what made you say? You know, I'm not gonna be a scumbag. I'm not gonna try to rip people off. I'm just gonna try to do this the right way and, and make my money at the same time. Um. Well, you know, I mean, I was raised properly. You know, um, uh, and and even with, uh, even with, you know, doing good business, it, it, you're gonna have situations where you you might even end up doing business with people that don't necessarily understand business, and in turn, you know, they have negativity to throw on you or say about you because of how things went. When in reality, you didn't do them dirty. You know, it's just just so happened, you know, things didn't turn out the way it was supposed to turn out or as planned, and. You know, they don't get it, you know, but um, I, I've always prided myself on doing good business by people. Um, nobody's perfect, of course, but right. know, uh, I, I think that that's something that, um, uh, you know, karma definitely uh, kicks back to me. So, you know, just just being raised the right way and uh, having a, a blessed heart, um, you know, pretty much. Right. So I know. I know whenever I used to first meet people from up north, I had this misconception. Like, I'd be like, oh, man, I can't trust them. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if that's just like, because, you know, people talking fast. You know, when you're younger, your uh, grandpa used to say, I'm like, talking fast, trying to get in your pocket. That's right. I think some, yeah, stuff like that. So I think that that's always been the mindset. And then as I got older, I kind of realized, like, and I talked to this guy from Detroit actually last week, and he was just saying that that's kind of, you're brought up differently. And it's always about, like, all right, you need to go get it. You need to go get it. And that's that's why y'all, a lot of people from up north come down or come, you know, they're doing things in the world that they're just like, I got to I gotta go get it. You know, you think that's, that was your kind of your story? Yeah, basically, man. Um, you know, I, I of course, I, I moved from New York uh, for college to go, you know, mm-hmm. to North Carolina, the south, you know, and, and I, I was definitely, you know, my way of thinking when it came to, like, making money and hustling was definitely on a different wavelength. I'm not going to say, uh, you know, a faster pace, but in reality, it was than most other people that I was around in North Carolina mm-hmm. when I was there. And, uh, yeah, it definitely comes from the, you know, the vibe and culture of, you know, living in New York and, you know, you're on a train going to school, you know, in sixth grade and every day you're seeing, you know, people hustling something, selling hats, selling CDs, you know, so that's right. culture. From, what, what part of New York are you from again? I'm, I'm, the, I'm from the Bronx. Uh, the majority of my family is Harlem, New York, though, Manhattan. But um, I'm from okay. what part? Of, what part of the Bronx? Like I know. East, East Gun Hill Road. Um, It's like the... uh. The northern part part of the Bronx, the, the furthest you can go in the Bronx before you're no longer in the Bronx and out of New York City. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of Jamaicans. <laughs> right, you can you can pass. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's what's up, though, man. Okay, so you left once you left AT and T, right? You were like, all right, this is I'm I'm doing this. What where, where did you start? Where did your business acumen take you at that point? So at that point, I had been doing, of course, of course, I did the, the party business all through college. So I already yeah. by that point had like five years under my belt with like the, uh, you know, the events business. And, um, you know, uh, if, of course, you remember the venue Mariani's, you know, right, right, made a lot of out of that place and learned a lot from that establishment and ownership, you know, um, the ins and outs of the business and was able to at that point, you know, leaving AT&T say to myself, OK, 
I get it. I understand it. I know what mistakes not to make. I've already made all the mistakes. I'm going to turn it up a notch. And I ended up, uh, you know, finding myself in a situation where I was managing a club in North mm-hmm. Carolina. And, uh, this is I, in Deville, right? This is in Fayetteville, Yeah, right? Fayetteville, where J. Cole is from, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, pretty much at that point, it was like, um, you know, it was like, it was turned up. And uh, the money was turned up, um, you know, everything kind of like, uh, it was making sense. It was like, damn, I made the right decision because I went from, you know, spending eight hours a day at AT&T to, you know, being able to spend 24-7 working on the club business. And, uh, you know, it showed proof once I quit that job. And, uh, yeah, so at that point, you know, um, I, around that time, how old am I? Maybe like 24, 25. Right. And, um, you know, so now I'm getting money that I, I never thought that I was going to be getting from the club business. And I was in a great situation. And that lasted maybe about two years. And, um, and yeah, basically, club got shot up. You know, Fed, oh. all it Fed, Nam. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, for a reason. And the club got shot up and shut down. And at that point, I was to just do the um the one-time event thing or whatnot right and I so that kind of that kind of jarred your world right there huh yeah absolutely man because like you know it, you do something um you know you, you're young and you get money that you you've never gotten before and you know uh the the tools and 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 mindset of like saving money and you know uh, you know budgeting managing your money properly i should say and and all of that you haven't quite yet you know um mastered so you know two years goes and you know in my mind this shit is never gonna end you know so i didn't save the way i might have should have saved but in a nutshell i learned a whole lot and uh you know i was still in a good place and i was able to uh you know move with the with the shakers and and things like that and and make it happen still it just wasn't why does it why does it always seem like that's the reoccurring thing like i know for me it, it was like that too my first real job where i was making you know couple racks and, and stuff like that money that I thought was only refund check money you know <laughs> I was making that in a week or two weeks I was like oh wow and I didn't save like I was supposed to but why do you think that's always the cautionary tale for everyone that you know you think it's never gonna end and you're just like oh wow okay we're good well I think it's like that because um you know and some people some people don't snap out of it you know what I'm saying some yeah. people at this point in my snapped out of it but you know, I, I blame it on, uh, you know, my like like I said, I, I was raised very well by both parents. And, you know, they taught me well. They taught me about my credit and everything. But reality is your parents teach you this. But, you know, you, you get taught by the music. Yeah. And, and the artist. And you're well, in a world and you're in an industry that's the club. Yeah. The strip so, club. Fast. Also, yeah. So everything revolves around having nice clothes, having a decent vehicle, having jewelry, having, you know, traveling, doing, you know, messing with the girls and all the money that comes with spending in that lane, you know, so oh, yeah. it's just really like, you know, I, I would blame it on people not necessarily not knowing that they should save. Um, I would blame it on, I would blame it on the culture. Right. And, um, and, uh, that you have to show, you have to show that, oh, yeah, you, yeah, 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 I'm making this money. Yeah, you got to show that you're making the money, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, versus just having the money. And yeah. uh, that's what, like, our culture has always been about because we really, you know, don't come from much, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we can stretch it back to when we were kings and shit, but, like, really right, right. in the past hundred years, we haven't come 
from much. So, you know, and, and even nowadays, you know, it's still the same, you know, like people are still building, people are still learning like, Oh, generational wealth. We're still trying to figure that concept out. Right. But, but it's really, it's, you know, and, and I hate to talk bad about our, our people, but you know, the most white people aren't on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would say white people aren't as vain as black people are, are a lot. We're a lot more vain. You know, we a lot right. more showy. We want to. Yeah. Right. So it's within our culture. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it's not. Steve Jobs ain't never been shining. Right. And, and you know, that's just the it's, it's something that uh, I think that uh, holds our uh, our people back or whatnot. And, you know, we usually have to go through a uh, downtime in order to say, OK, next time I get my blessing, I'm going to treat it right. Right. What kind of sneakers you wearing right now? Right now, um, <laughs> right now, I'm wearing like the same four pair of sneakers. All right, I, uh, I'm just, I was just checking because you talking this good talk, but I know you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I change things up, man. Um, you know, I'm I'm wearing a four pair of sneakers that I have now. It's like some Air Max somethings, man. I don't even know. You know, I used to be like having yeah, all the get your phones and get your talk talk that sneaker game yeah but i do have a pair of foams that i'm wearing on a regular the coppers or whatnot yeah. are my favorite sneaker of all time and um and uh some some forces you know i'm from new york so i gotta have some forces got you and uh yeah that's basically it man i'm not really i'm not really shopping for clothes and things like that on a regular i keep myself decent. let me let me ask you this so i remember when i did an event this one wasn't with you um and the most I ever made in this event was probably, or in the most I ever made when I was doing clubs, I think I made uh, eight, seven hundred or eight hundred dollars, and it, it was crazy because we had broken it up and like it was like a five person split, so it was really a lot of money to be made. Um, what's what can you say? And I'm not trying to count your pockets. What can you say? Your biggest night in the in in doing the clubs. What was your biggest night walking home with? Fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen grand. Yeah, fourteen cash. Grand. Cash. Yeah, I was, I was scared going home and shit. Right. And, uh, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, it wasn't even like a really big party. I just like set it up in a way where like I just like I was either gonna win or I was gonna really fucking lose. Yeah. And I ended up winning. I had all the bar. I had the whole door, and I didn't pay much for the building. And you know, people really showed up pretty much. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 and and that's pretty good for the market that I was into. Definitely, yeah, definitely in, in Fayetteville, I would say that's good because one thing about down here, I would say, that annoys me almost, and in, in North Carolina, in the South in general, other than like Atlanta and and Miami, of course, people don't want to pay for anything, you know. Like I was living in in South Carolina, and people used to get mad when when a beer was like four dollars or five dollars, you know. They right. thought it was ridiculous, right? I'm like, yo, I just was in D.C. and the beer was eight dollars. So, like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, it's it's definitely a um a state that you know it's just the money flow is not is not there, you know. And and I think that um I think that it it, it showed a lot on my part in business being able to maneuver and make money in a place like that because um you know is, is the motivation to spend money is not there at all, right? So, yeah. so one thing I always wondered, and I, I assumed you you would have done this. Why did you never go back to New York? Um, I never went back to New York because it's fucking expensive to live there. True. Um, that was the main reason. Uh, besides, you know, the weather not being, you know, I, once I moved to the South, you know, and I, I got wind of like, you know, the great weather. You know, the weather's <laughs> good in February. 
you know, it's like, nah, I'm never moving back home to New York unless, like, I'm all the way up. I can live in a penthouse. And yeah. When the weather does change, I can go to Miami or some shit, you know. Um, uh, but I would love to live in New York again. I would love to be closer to my family again and things like that. But it's just, I just have to. It's just way too expensive. Right. So, okay. Way too expensive. I see, I see little bro out there still doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he just graduated from college like a year ago and you know, got himself a job and things like that. And he's working in the uh, in the uh, music lane now, trying to get an artist of his off the ground. So, yeah, he's he's trying to follow in the footsteps of me or whatnot. You know, I'm trying to save him from making the same mistakes, pretty much. Yeah, but he's, so, he's definitely out there. Every time I see him on the gram and see him, he's making moves with artists and stuff. I've been checking out a couple people. Yeah, all right. But in New York is so interesting to me. Like, I think in the last year or two, I've really been paying attention to different markets. And I just think it's very, it's it's really interesting, like, how the markets move and how people, like, really go get it out there. Like, it's almost like they're going to annoy you until either loving them or hating them. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't mean it sounds so pro-New York, but, you know, it's it's really true. Uh, I, I didn't really understand you know that uh you know that the the vibe and the culture and the hustle there is just so much different and turned up there compared to everywhere else uh i didn't get that until like i started traveling and uh you know going to cali going to new orleans and going different places and seeing how people are operating in business and the club business and all different types of businesses it's just nothing compared to the atmosphere in new york man Right. I think I think one thing I've noticed down here and uh, and not to say I've ever lived in New York or even I just the people I've met, you know, um, I think the difference is people here is more about relationship. Like if you're cool with me, we can do something. And if you're not, then I'm not even going to listen to you, you know, and I feel like anybody up there is like it doesn't matter. Like I can meet you off the street and like, yo, my man, I can do this for you. Like, what's up? And it's like, I don't know you. But up there, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, can this person help you get this money? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, you know, uh, it's it's a bunch of different things that that adds up to you know New York being what it is and everywhere everywhere else being what everywhere else is. But you know, I, I think every city just has its own vibe, man, and that's what I've learned. And you know, some you know New York isn't for everybody, and yeah. Cali isn't for everybody. Their vibe there isn't for everybody. Um, you know, so it's just I mean. It's, it's good to travel and good to, you know, figure out where it's best for you. You know, um, one thing I will say is Vegas is not good to live. <laughs> and, like, don't live in Vegas. Uh, that's funny. So hold on. I want you to I want you to so break down this last year, because I, I mean, I think uh, what was that this summer? Last summer, I we were you were living still in North Carolina and I saw you at, at a friend of ours barbecue uh, cookout. And you right. made some moves since then. Break break down what what made you make those moves and where where you at now? Yeah, so uh, you know, basically, um, uh, without putting too much out, um, right, right, right. Uh, uh, I was given an opportunity to uh, to you know to to come over and um, uh, come together with the uh, a CEO of a um of a corporation. You know, he has his own corporation, and under that corporation, it's an umbrella of uh. Of multiple businesses, you know, from uh, bail bonds, uh, you know, uh, insurance and, and the whole nine, film, music, everything. And uh, he's an older guy and, you know, he pretty much uh, was referred to me as somebody, you know, um, who uh, is, is in co- who's kosher in business and 
respectful and you know uh, operates you know the the right way so a mutual friend uh referred him to me he was looking for someone to kind of like step in and you know uh that he could coach and um you know teach all of his businesses too and you know slowly but surely um you know input me on on all of them or whatnot and uh you know the the first lane of business uh he's uh you know, bringing me up to date on is the film industry. And, um, you know, so this past year, I've, uh, I've pretty much picked up, you know, the, the main tools to, you know, learning how to produce films. And, um, you know, that's pretty much the, the position and title that I'm, I'm trying to uh, master at the current time, a producer, a film producer. And, uh, you know, so within the last, uh, since last summer, I should say, um, you know, I've pretty much, uh, I've uh, been working on pretty much that and, uh, you know, got some shows that uh, I'm going to be producing this year, as well as uh, some short films that I'm actually about to work on. One of which is called uh, No Apologies. It's um, it's actually a film that um, is going to be focused on, you know, men in depression, uh, not black men or young men or just men, period, in depression, mm-hmm. which is like a major issue in yeah. the uh, country right now, you know, because we... Uh, we focus so much on, you know, not, uh, you know, venting and things like that. And, you know, people have to feel like they're a man, you know. And, and Right. And, you know, yeah, I had a whole episode on that. Uh, we were talking about just how it is to be raised as a man and, and as a black man and how, you know, your emotions aren't something that you're really allowed to tap into. So I definitely I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, and you know, it's crazy. I didn't think about it, but and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I think that you would be great for one of the uh, roles in it. Um, but I'll talk to you about that on another tip. Oh, you know, that's cool. I mean, I definitely, uh, I'd, I'd be interested in that. That's cool. And I'm I'm totally open to talk about that because I was a very, uh, I would say not very, but I was an, I'm an emotional person. And I, I realized that as I got older, but I used to try to hold it so much and it wasn't healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like to, yeah. to, to do that. And it's, but it's like our culture taught me like, yo, you can't show this emotion because as soon as you get mad or as soon as you're upset or something, you hurt you and somebody sees that they're going to, you know, see that weakness. Right. I mean, it took me years to be like to to unlearn all the all the bent all the, you know, wall to unlearn that stuff. And so now I can say like, hey, man, you know, I didn't really appreciate that. Or, you know, that's the people that you actually have relationships with. Of course, I'm not just going up to people that at my job or something, but the people that I have relationships with, my, my friends, my, you know, ladies that I'm dealing with or, you know, whatever, whoever. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I just... You know, we keep saying the word culture, and it's like, you know, I just think the culture is fucked up, man. And it's it's important for um for the uses of the world to to kind of shift it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? In, in the in the right position and and direction for the people um coming behind us, because uh you know, is it we we we're not going to be in good shape, you know, a good twenty years from now. And yeah. I and I hold the rappers, I hold the actors, and and everyone accountable for where right. we're at. Oh, right, because yeah. because the younger people behind them, I mean, you got to think about where we got it from. You know, we were following the DMXs, the Fifty Cents, the 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 Dipset, what they whatever they said, right. Lil Wayne's, whatever they said, we're listening to and like, yeah, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, I I, I remember I have a friend of mine. <laughs> I have a friend of mine. He's gonna hate me for saying this, but he used to say, "I live my life by paid in full, and I live my relationships by song cry." Oh man. <laughs> So I'm like, yo, you got a fucked up way of thinking about things, honestly, bro. Like, <laughs> I can't see it going down my eyes, so I got to make the song cry. That that whole thing right there, like, my man said he couldn't cry, basically, you know? I can't see it coming down my eyes. So Jay-Z was saying, like, I my emotional 
uh, immaturity is not there, I can't cry. Like, man, that's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And and that leads, you know, people to some really dark places, you know, um, uh, you know, and it's it's really um something that uh that stuck with me. I, I've been through a period of my life, you know, uh maybe about a three, four month period of my life where, you know, I was I look back and it was like, yo, I was depressed. Right. You know, uh, you know, because of this type of shit. And, you know, most men, you you know, you can look up the stats, like most men go through a period in their life where you know they deal with depression and it's all because of you know this type of shit that we're talking about oh 100 man i think that's gonna be a good one and definitely let me know if i can help if i can get in on that or if you need you know just to sure or even if i just want to if when it's all done i want to definitely check that out man sure so, so you've moved from there you moved to yeah man i'm a bad storyteller my it's bad all good. that's why i'm here i'm here to keep <laughs> you on track Hey, you're 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 a wonderful interviewer, man. I, I will say that. But um, I appreciate it, man. But yeah, I, I moved, after getting that opportunity and, uh-huh. and saying yes, I hopped up and immediately moved from North Carolina. I had moved from Fayetteville to Charlotte. Right. Uh, I moved from North Carolina uh, to to Houston, and Houston. so now I live in Houston, and um, you know that's like home base. But uh, currently, I'm in uh, Vegas on some business and just basically traveling uh, for the past month. And I'll probably be going back um, the end of this week here. And uh, yeah, moved to, moved to Houston, man. Houston is a, uh, a beautiful city, man. Yeah. The culture there, the, the culture, the vibes, they're totally different. Um, you know, it's, I mean, I feel like my train of thought is faster than the mm-hmm. average train of thought there when it comes to the hustle and business. But at the same time, it's just a different, it's a different space. You know, right. so I, I like it. All right, so that's, that's where my family's from. That's where all my, my dad's family and stuff. So I've been to Houston a million times and I, I love Houston. Uh, only problem I say about Houston, man, it's so spread out. Boy, you want to do some driving. Man, Texas in itself is huge. You know, yeah. we, we don't, uh, we don't fly when we travel. We actually, uh, you know, we drive everywhere. You know, my my uh, my boss, he he doesn't like to fly. You know, so we have a um, one of those like luxury Sprinter vans, Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so that's what we travel in. And bro, it's like it's like it takes you a whole day just to get out of Texas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I can't even imagine. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's definitely a big state. Yeah, I drove when I was a kid. We drove one time when I was in eighth grade from North Carolina to to Houston, and I won't do it again. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I won't. It won't happen again. Yeah, uh, I had to. I had to drive my girl's car from North Carolina to Houston this past year. About Jesus. that decision, man. That shit was like. I mean, I, I did it all in one shot, kinda, but it, it was very. Um, it was too much, man. It was too much. I can only imagine, man. So, so now you're in that field of uh, you're in Houston. You're that's home base, and you're doing the production thing, man. I think I think that's a good lane for you, man. I always, um, we always check in, you know, periodically with each other, and I just I see you making moves, and that's you got to keep it going, man. Because what I was telling you before, before we started recording, and I, I say this to a lot of people that they don't know. I feel like there's so much more in a lot of people that I know. There's so much in us, you know, and it's it's almost like it'll kill you, not kill us, li- literally, but figuratively to just be at some place and give them 20 years of our life and then retire with a pension. And then, you know, it's just not, I feel like, you know, it can impact the world better than that. Even if it's just in your local community, even if it's in somebody else's community, you know, everybody's not going to be an Oprah, but everybody right. can do what they can do, you know? Right. And 
you know, it, it's it's just important to make a decision, you know, make that decision, whatever it is, like, you know, going back to the beginning of the conversation and just giving a hundred percent in whatever you're doing. Like, I don't knock the person that has a nine to five. I just know that that wasn't for me. Right. You know? Or at least I, I hadn't been, you know, blessed with a nine to five position that was for me, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I sought to, to find that like something else was for me outside of the nine to five lane. So I'm not at all knocking the nine to five, nine to five lane. Uh, just make sure it's something that you love to do, you like to do, and you can give your 100% to it without feeling like you're, you know, you're dying every day, basically. So 100%, man. And uh, I just want to implore you to keep going. Uh, I always wonder when you have those moments when you're like, all right, Let's just say, for instance, and I don't wish. Let's talk about the past things. I don't want to push any putting oh, bad juju on you now. When you had moments like maybe in the Fayetteville Club game and like things were just going poorly and you didn't have any like it might be, if the money was ever running out or whatever, what made you keep going? What made you say, you know, I got a degree, I can just go work at uh, Drive Time or I can just go work at Hertz or you know the other one everybody goes to, and I can just be okay. What made you not just say that? Um, I've I've always had confidence in myself. And I've always believed in, you know, staying consistent. Uh, you know, I've I've had some crazy the, the club business is a very um, up and down business. You know, right. not sure if you know. And, you know, uh, uh, from the outside looking in, you know, no one can ever tell when you when you made a lot of money. No one can tell when you didn't make money. But right. I'm here to tell you, like, there's you know, there's been times where a whole year goes and you don't make shit. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just how the cookie crumbles, as they say. And um, I guess the answer to your question is, man, like I, I've always had like true, true confidence in myself and whatever I decided to do. And, um, you know, instead of that 100 percent, I've always given 200 percent and it definitely comes back, you know, so now that do I'm you feel like maybe in the, not, not to be like I'm not trying to play you, but like, no, go you ahead. Feel like even in a sense of like to a delusional fact that you've had confidence in yourself. Yeah. Like there was yeah. nothing showing that, but you was like, I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like to keep it real with you, you know, there, there was a time in Fayetteville, North Carolina where like, you know, it, you know, I was telling myself, yeah, yeah, like I'm all right. I'm about to, you know, recreate this situation and turn it up a notch, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, like that shit was dead. Like my, right. my, my road in Fayetteville was over and it was time to, you know, figure something else out. But my confidence had me, you know, stretching that road, trying to stretch it another six months, another year and things like that. And, you know, um, it's important to, um, you know, uh, to know when it's time to switch it up and, right. uh, and, and move on to the next lane of business and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, I've always been very confident. And I think that everyone uh, should, you know, see themselves as the, uh, the Michael Jordan or, uh, or Kobe Bryant of their, you know, of their situation. You already know Kobe gang, nigga. Yeah, you already know Kobe gang. Definitely Kobe gang, uh, gang. You know, but uh, but yeah, it's important we see ourselves like that, and no matter yeah. what we're doing, um, I see myself like that right now in the film business, and I just started, and that helps me a lot. Um, and it's not like being overconfident; it's mm -hmm. just the right amount of confidence, and it's something that you got to practice. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, if you weren't born with it, um, but. I was. I definitely I'm, believe that, man. I definitely believe it's almost like a training. It's like training anything. Like I, I couldn't believe. You can't believe in your jump shot unless you shoot. You know. Exactly. So if you don't have confidence, and you got to practice confidence. And I even told this young man I was talking to him. You know, I'm getting old when I say young man, right? That's right. Yeah. But you're 
Yeah. <laughs> but he's like 22. So what is he? He's a young man. Yeah. He's so, <laughs> right. So I was telling him, like, you know, he had that confidence in the things that he, that he is good at. And he was like, well, what, are, what do you mean? And I'm like, man, listen, like, I'm not the most, uh, I don't think I'm the most handsome man in the world. I don't think I'm the most, uh, the greatest speaker in the world, but I do have confidence in the things that I am good at, you know? And like, nobody can tell me about those, those you know, like right now, uh, who's, uh, Halle Berry could be like, no, you ain't that cute. And I'll be like, oh, that's unfortunate. You're tripping. You know, you're obviously, you're obviously a little You obviously can't see. Yeah, like you're tripping, and I'm I'm a hundred percent confident in that, and that's that's something vain. But I'm just saying in the same sense of like what you're what you're going after, you have to have the confidence to say like, okay, this person may not feel me on this, but I know I'm still good at it. And when I used to play ball, like I know for a fact that there were some times where I'd be on the floor with people that were way better than me. Now looking back, but at the time you couldn't tell me that. You know how much hours I done put into this? Like you know how many times I've been in the gym. You know how many push-ups I've done? You know how many jumps I've taken? You're not going to tell me I don't deserve to be on this floor. And even I think my confidence sometimes kept me in positions where I, I wasn't the most talented, but I, I was going to go get it regardless. I, I try to try to train my mind to think like that with everything, like even this podcast. Like, it's going to be the little podcast that could. Like, I'm guaranteeing it because I know that the time that I put in, the the different shows that I've watched, the the little notes that I take when I listen to a Toure interview – or a Breakfast Club interview, or um, uh, Combat Jack, RIP Combat Jack, his interviews, like, I, I'm paying attention. So there's only going to be a matter of time before somebody's going to have to give up their seat or move over. That's right. And, and like I said, man, it, it comes it comes back to, I mean, like you said, you you know you know, you put 100% in. So it's only right you have confidence behind that. And the people who don't have confidence, they, they, it's just a, a point blank scream that they're not putting 100% into what they are trying to do. And, you know, it just starts at that 100%. You know, if you're doing 90, you can't possibly have 100%, uh, you know, confidence in what you're doing. And, and that's just the reality of things, man. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, like I said, man, keep going. I'm going to keep encouraging others to keep doing what they want to do, man. If you're not happy out there, if you're not happy with what you're doing, figure out the steps to make make that happen. I mean, I have people that are around me, I think, now that edify my my soul, I would say, that say, like, yo, you can do this or whatever it is I'm trying to do. Like, hey, you want to do that? Go do it. I had, I had um, and my mom says it like this, I had stinking thinking. You know, my mom says that about things. Like, you can't think negatively about things and expect good things to happen. And I remember I had said to somebody, like, oh, I want to go see a Cowboys game at the Cowboys stadium. And I was like, but I'll probably just, you know, wait till they come to uh, Charlotte or Atlanta and go see it there. And, and she was like, why wouldn't you just go to, like, don't think like that. Like, you could go to Cowboys stadium. Like, it ain't always going to be like, you know, you have a budget of this much or this much, you know. So I think that's, and I think everybody does that. They're like, huh, that's a lot, you know. Why not? You know, why can't I do that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do encourage people to carry that mindset, man, right along with you. Um, but one thing I've learned, man, uh, is everyone everyone just doesn't, it, you got to have it, you know, and everyone doesn't have it, you know. Everyone isn't built that way, and everyone isn't able to, you know, uh, be molded into that um, because, you know, I mean, it, that's just the reality, and I think that people – that are built that way and are able to think the way we're thinking right now. They are special people. And, uh, you know, the person that's not like that right now, if they really want it, if they really put their energy and time into, 
you know, uh, shifting their lives and the, the culture of just them into what we're talking about, then they can make it happen. But some right. people are just not built that way. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? There's, you know, there's, at the end of the day, as long as you are happy, you're good. But there are a select few of, you know, us, you know, that, that you know, we want more. And yeah. and that's why I've uh, taken the steps that I've taken pretty much. But I, I do appreciate you having me on the show for sure. And I think that no you're problem, the man. And, uh, you know, we're both pretty much, um, you know, kicking off a new chapter of our life, man. I'm excited to see where it goes, man. I appreciate you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap, man. I, I really do appreciate this conversation. I, I think I got something out of it. I hope you did, too. I hope our listeners did. Uh, we're going to have you on again, man, update people what's just going on. Yeah, definitely, man. We can get back on tomorrow. I'm joking, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just just let me know whenever you're ready, man, and we can definitely get to it. Hey, man, you take it easy. I'll be hitting you up, man. F the Culture Podcast. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at F the Culture Pod, and you can also follow me personally at uh, Just Drew It, Just then J U J U R E, excuse me, J R U E It. All right, and then um, where can they find you at, man? They can find me on Instagram, uh, Money Making Mitch. That's money underscore making, M-A-K-N underscore Mitch, M-I-C-H. And follow me on IG at What Would Drew Do, J-R-U-E, What Would Drew Do. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Y'all have a great day. All right, man, take it easy, bro. All right, bro.